Welcome to Real Talk, Real Woman, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Jeva Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we are welcoming Coach Natasha. Natasha endured an abusive relationship from teenager into young adulthood. Due to sheer embarrassment, coupled with guilt and shame, she kept this information to herself. She was too afraid to reach out for help in fear of retaliation from the abuser. Natasha would go on to earn college degrees and begin a professional career. However, she felt that something was still missing from her life. As such, she began to look back over her life to understand why she chose to be in relationship with someone of that magnitude, though she always envisioned herself having more out of life. As a result of being coached and digging deep to do the work, she began to understand that there were certain areas of her life that had been and remained broken. She began to mend the broken pieces, understand herself worse, and create healthy boundaries in her life, which allowed her to heal, grow, and become the best version of herself. Today, Natasha is a certified life coach who helps single women and single moms become the best version of themselves and elevate to the next personal and professional level. She partners with her clients to achieve this through mindfulness, healing, reclaiming the power that lies within. The result is a breaking of generational cycles of abuse, lacking self-confidence and self-love, and single mother households. Natasha's, single, uh, Natasha's clients are single women and single moms who have had physically and emotionally absent fathers during their childhood. Welcome, Natasha. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So let's start with your a short version of your life story. What kind of abuse did you overcome that really made made you the wonderful woman you are today? So I was in an abusive relationship um, from about 16 to around 19. So a lot of my teenage years, uh, the formative years, as I was becoming into a young adult and learning about myself. And of course, with abusive relationships, it starts off as you know, everything was nice at the beginning, you know, and then it's like something just changes over time and something clicks and this person is no longer the person that you've come to know and care about, right? So I didn't know it then, but now I understand what the steps are and the tactic, the tactic, sorry, that abusers do. So it would just get worse, right? Over time, it, the abuse continued to get worse. Um, of course, it started with verbal, and then it escalated to physical. And for me personally, what the turning point was, was I had a very bad physical abuse. Um, I walked experience, I'll just say, right? And from that moment, and I always knew that I wanted better, right? I knew that I deserved better, but I just didn't know how. And sometimes when the longer you're in an abusive relationship, it makes you feel as if this is all there is, 
right? So in the back of my mind, I wanted better because before the abusive relationship, I always saw myself having better, but I just could not connect the dots of having it and what I needed to do to get there, right? So the more you're abused, the more you self-soothe and you start to beat yourself up because you think it's me, it's me. So I always had the thought that I wanted better, but I just didn't see a way out, right? I just didn't see a way to get away from this individual, right? Because I thought if I tried to, then it would get worse, right? Because I knew what I was dealing with. So for me, the last straw was, like I said, when the physical abuse got to its worst, I knew then and there I had to do something and I had to get away from that because I knew it was just going to continue to get worse and I didn't want that for myself. You know, so I didn't, I still didn't have the dots connected of how to get from where I was to where I wanted to be. But I know that I did not want that. You know, I was tired of the pain, the physical pain, and I felt deep inside that I really don't deserve this, you know. So that was the turning point for me, essentially, when bad went to worse. I understand that that has been, actually, you were fearing that it would come become worse and it actually did become worse, not by leaving, but by saying this is what was enough to make the decision and yeah. get out because it actually had to become worse. So there was nothing to fear anymore. There was just like, get out. Like it's, it's not going to get better anyway. Right. You know, and I felt like I, I was embarrassed. You know, I couldn't tell my friends. I couldn't tell my family. You know, I could not see me standing there saying these words. I've been abused, you know, because everyone, I thought everyone would say, well, you're smarter than that. Why are you making this decision? How did you get there? You know, so that within itself made me box out a lot of options of people who could have potentially helped me. But I just couldn't stand in front of the people that I loved and cared about and people who loved and cared about me and looked up to me and to see me going through something so horrible like that. Because when you're in that situation, you're thinking that it's you, right? It's something I did to deserve this. There's something wrong with me. You know, so it's hard to face people who you have known and been in relationship with meeting family and friends before you entered into that abusive relationship. Because once you're in an abusive relationship, it really takes on a life of its own. And you are mentally and emotionally not the same person who you were before then. So it makes it difficult for you to deal with people the way you did before then because you're such a different and dark person. You know, and you feel like when you're talking to people, when you're in relationship with people, you feel like everyone can see what's going on inside of you, you know? And that's where the embarrassment comes in. That's where the guilt comes in. That's where the shame comes in. And that's why we often choose to just keep it inside. When the truth is that we are all going through some level of hardship, Sometimes we have it hard. Sometimes we have it okay hard. 
And the truth is that uh, probably 60 to 70% of the people you may talk to are going to support you. And maybe 30% are just going to dismiss you or maybe to project on you their own shame. Yeah. So that they may feel less shame when you are going through your own cycles. I mean, it's really bad. I remember having experienced something similar when I got out and I started to speak up and say the, the most dreaded words. I am victim of domestic violence. God, I cannot tell you how much I cried when when those words came out, especially the second time. And a few people to whom I talked to or who heard about that challenged me. Like, did not believe me. And I learned at that moment that that is okay. I am no less because they do not believe me. They are actually projecting their own insecurities and ideal on me. This has nothing to do with, but only with themselves. Yeah. Only with a lot of, that's another reason why a lot of people don't tell because of fear of you won't be believed. You know, and your heart and your ego and your mind is already fragile from experiencing the physical, the mental, the emotional, the verbal abuse. And if you were to tell someone and they tell you that that didn't happen to you or a lot of times you hear, well, what did you do to provoke that? What did you do to cause it? You know, that just does more damage and you further beat up yourself and you'll stay in that relationship longer because now the narrative, the false narrative that you're playing inside of your mind, you're hearing from someone else who could be a loved one. This could be a family member. This could be a friend. This could be a mentor, someone that you looked up to. You know, and like you said, oftentimes they're projecting their own experiences and brokenness on you, you know? So it's um it, it's difficult. It, it's really difficult to open up. So I, I know it's necessary. I know that now, but I also understand why a lot of women don't open up. You know, and men for that matter as well, because it doesn't go spoken about as often as women, but a lot of men are dealing with a lot of abuse as well, physically, mentally, emotionally, and verbally from women. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny that you said when you had your somewhat of an aha moment when you said the words domestic violence. So last year, um, I was I signed up to volunteer with the domestic violence organization. And we had the initial phone call and I was speaking to the lady um who was running the organization and she too is a domestic violence survivor. And we were talking and I said, yeah, you know, I was in an abusive relationship, right? I would say those words, never, never. And this was years later from when it happened. Never had I said, I'm a domestic violence survivor. So I said to her, yeah, I was in, you know, I was telling her my story. And I said, I was in a domestic, I was in an abusive relationship. And she says, oh, yeah, you're a domestic violence survivor also. And it wasn't to that moment 
that it truly resonated with me because honestly, I never considered myself a domestic violence victim or survivor. You know, I knew it was something that happened to me. And sometimes we think that if it's just a little bit or it just happened a few times, no, it's still domestic violence, right? So I would always feel that there's women, and I shared this with her, I said, you know, I don't want to decrease or lessen anyone else's story. And as bad as it got for me, I know that there's women who go through far worse, right? And I would consider them domestic violence victims and survivors. I got out and made it to the other side. So for me, I had just experienced an abusive relationship, you know, but it's something healing and understanding that, yes, this is what you've come from. You were a domestic violence victim, right? Because you experienced the abuse physically, mentally, emotionally, verbally, right? It was a controlling situation where the person was exercising controlling tactics over you, right? Which is what domestic violence is. And yes, although I made it to the other side, I'm a domestic violence survivor, right? And there's healing and power in the words because when you can actually say it and hear yourself say it, you understand it in a different way. So I'm, I'm thankful to her. I, I had no idea. I had never said those words before. And I didn't even know that I needed to hear that or I needed to say that, you know, or I needed to identify as a domestic violence survivor, right? Because sometimes we decrease our own story. We limit our own story, you know, both the negative and the positive. And you can't do that. You have to understand what it is you went through, but how you got there. Because unless you understand exactly what you went through, you cannot do the work and understand how you got there. And when you don't understand how you got there, you repeat the same actions and end up in the same situation again, most of the time. You know, so that was a huge aha moment for me years later when I didn't even think that I was no longer affected by this. You know, it was something that happened, but thank God I made it to the other side and I went on and I lived my life and I've done tons of other things since then. And I know that does not define me, you know, in terms of the abuse, but at the same time, I wasn't understanding or coming to terms with the fact that, yes, I was a domestic violence victim, even as a teenager, right? Because that's another reason why I didn't think of it that way because I was young, I was a teenager. You think domestic violence victims, you think older women, you know, women who have lived more life than I have lived at that age, you know? I know now, but back then I didn't know that. So that was powerful for me. It, it, it really was in a way that I didn't even know that I needed, you know? I completely understand what you mean, and it is true. What I did experience in that same the lingual, the, the language we use to really to try to identify and to and to share with others to be understood. I remember that when I was uh, reporting as a police for the first time and, and pronouncing those words out loud, 
I say I chose I am a victim of domestic violence. And when I said that, of course, I mean you cannot you cannot stop that because it really sounds awful. But it was awful. So there was I mean it matched it, it was matching what I was experiencing. And not very long after when the healing journey had started, I had left for real. It, I was safe, etc. And I was uh, redoing the work. Uh, my third last and dream husband who was doing the work with me suggested, how about I am victorious over 15 years of domestic violence? Because you not only survived, you are victorious. You are thriving. You are turning your horrific story into the most beautiful asset you are turning that pain into a purpose you are you are making the best out of your life instead of just like hiding forgetting about it and just pretending everything is okay easy it's no it's not and the fact of sharing the truth and considering ourselves identifying as victorious over abuse that is that is really that is the next level right victorious i love that (laughs) this this is truly amazing and that matters now imagine what is the best advice you can give to someone listening to us and who lives in domestic violence without having put the words on it yet but still it's hard it's hardship the first thing i would say is you are enough. Just as you are, with all of your positives, all of your negatives, all of your flaws, because we all have them, right? But what I had to learn, what I tell other people, is you are created in the image of God and he makes no mistakes. So you are perfectly imperfect because that's who he created you to be. Right, And we are all princesses and queens. And God put us on this earth to be treated as such. And no matter what you've done in your life, what you've experienced, nothing negates that. You deserve the best because you are the best. Right, And once you begin to understand that and really feel it in your heart and love yourself and understand your self-worth, you will attract people into your life will not only recognize your worth but they'll be on your same level and they will respect you and appreciate you as such you know it starts with respect if a man shows you that he does not respect you or if he does not respect his mother run quickly you know because oftentimes we'll try to do all the things and be this and aside zero and do this because Deep down inside, we don't think that we're enough. You know, so we try to dress ourselves up externally with all of these things. But if we just understand internally that we are nothing, we're all put here for a purpose. And we're all equipped with everything that we need to carry out our purpose and live a happy life, right? And create a better legacy for the next generation. And so that's why we have to be very mindfulness and understand where it is we're operating from and what is it that we're carrying 
so we can heal those things and unlearn the negative truths that either A, other people have told us, B, other people have made us feel like, or C, we have told ourselves because that keeps us trapped and in bondage. So understand that one, you are enough. Two, there is nothing that you can do to provoke anyone from abusing you in any kind of way. It's not your fault. And you're not the only person that's going through it. And I know when we're going through it, we feel like we're the only one. And that keeps us silent as well. You know, find community, go to counseling, and get far away from the abuser. Right? Because you are enough and you deserve better. You know, there's nothing you could have done to provoke this. And lastly, understand that just like there's certain things inside of us that's broken or this identity that we've taken on lends itself to brokenness, the abusers, they're broken as well. And that's why there's nothing that you can do to provoke someone from abusing you. They're abusing you because they're broken as well in a worse way than you are. In a way that they try to cope by transmitting forward the pain yes. or by trying to fix you or to change you or to gaslight you to try to ease whatever they are going through, which is a horrific hardship as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or disconnected from their emotions like sociopaths that cannot feel anything anyway. So everything is a game. And that really negates all identities of anybody or anything for that matter. Mm-hmm. On the other side, that's possible too. These things happen. Yeah. And even that starts with brokenness. The sociopaths who don't feel anything, it's because they're numbing their pain. They're trying to feel anything. So they project that onto other people through control, through abuse. When someone is physically abusing you, they're releasing hurt, anger, guilt, shame. Everything that you're carrying as a result of that situation or that relationship, that's what they're unleashing on you. But this is just at a much higher level. And unless you are that type of person and you're walking around with those kind of feelings to that level, you can't begin to understand that. You know, unless you have walked in those person's shoes. So, yes, I can understand you're broken, but I've never operated from that level of hurt that would make me want to hurt someone else. That's a dangerous person. Very dangerous. You know, so I would encourage anyone to leave. You know, whatever it is you have to do, leave the situation. There's organizations around this throughout this country, I know you're international, there's organizations in other countries as well that specialize in helping women and children because a lot of times women have children in these situations, right? Even if you have children, don't think you have to stay because by staying, you're making it worse. Even if you have to start from the ground up, it's best to leave and start your life all over. You know, because sometimes you hear women they're comfortable with the things and the materialistic things. And I don't want to leave because, you know, I need to 
I need help paying the bills or I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm in the house. That's irrelevant. You know, in the big picture of life, I, unfortunately, in situations like that, a lot of women don't make it out alive. Right? So you have these things that you're enjoying for the moment, but God forbid you lose your life to this individual because it's possible a person who will hit you can kill you. And then you're not enjoying the things, right? So think about your children because then your children don't have a mother and they're left with this already unstable abuse of adults who, if they're not abusing the children already, they will begin to, you know. So when it's hard, think about your children and put your children first. We get all kinds of strength when it comes to our babies. (laughs) We get the strength to do the unthinkable, things that we would never dream of doing, you know. But just know that you are enough and you can make it. Even if you have to start from the bottom up, it's better to starting from the bottom with peace, happiness, contentment, and loving yourself than staying in the situation where you have all the material things, but you are physically and mentally drained and emotionally miserable. Because even if you have things, you can't enjoy them, you know, and then you're transferring that work to your children. And this is how the cycle continues of abuse. You know, not because you're going to tell your child to be a victim like I am, but this is what you are showing them. And as long as you're in that victim mentality, you can't teach them any better because you're not better. You're not at a place of mental wholeness. So unfortunately, a lot of times, the children grow up to be abusers or victims of abusers as well. It's just a horrible cycle, you know, that we need to break one family or woman at a time. Holy 100% with you, I support everything that you share. This has been my experience as well. And the truth is that the prospect of interrupting a violent situation, an abusive situation, may sound like too harsh of a deal, too hard. But the truth is that it does not get better with time. It gets worse. It does get worse. And it's not because you know it, that it's comfortable. It gets worse. So when it is a situation of domestic abuse and there is no more love because it's not love at that moment in time, it's using each other. It's abusing abnormal use of each other. You know? As because of that, it becomes safer and wiser to withdraw yourself, withdraw your children, withdraw your pets, all your animals, because they are going to suffer it as well, mm-hmm. and put everybody to safety. Another to another place. There are there are options. Even when you do not have access to money, there are options. Yes. Absolutely. No yes. Don't let that be a barrier. Mm-mm. It is not. When you have to, there is a way. When you allow money to be a impossibility to live, know that there are possibilities. There are options. 
there are organizations, there are churches, there are all kinds of things. There are shelters. Shelters. Maybe family members, maybe not, because sometimes they are biased as well. But there are people. There are people around you who just want only one thing, your safety, so that you can start to rebuild Mm -hmm. and understand what you have gone through. And some are going to harshly judge you and harshly talk to you. Sadly, there are a few of those, and those ones are the ones we remember because it really hurts. But these are not the ones who define you, do not allow the naysayer to define you, allow the uplifters, the light worker to define you, to help you define yourself, actually. Absolutely. Because those are the people that's not going to help you anyway. Exactly. Get out of the situation, you know? Exactly. Yes. So precisely, you, your ideal client for your life coaching business is single women and single moms, precisely, who have been physically, who have had physically or emotionally absent fathers, like the fatherless doctors. Yes. Yeah. Because this is what you understand at the deepest core. And this is what you have worked on enough to help others. Is that right? Yes. A lot of the women that I coach, they've had physically and and or emotionally absent fathers. And they've been in abusive relationships. And I find that when you have that type of situation, most of the time you're lacking validation from a father figure or from a man, right? You're needing, you have a void. You need to be loved. You need to be wanted. And we come across these partners, these abusers who can sense that in us. So that's why if you remember, I said in the beginning, it's very nice because they understand the brokenness and they understand that we are operating from a place of brokenness where we're just looking to be loved, to be wanted, to be seen, to be validated. And we don't understand a lot of times how a man is supposed to treat you because we didn't get that because the father was physically or emotionally absent. Because sometimes the father is in the house, but he's emotionally absent. So he doesn't pour in that self-worth and self-value into his daughter. And then she looks for it outside of the house and comes across these abusive relationships and these abusive partners who tell us everything we want to hear in the beginning. Because guess what? Even though we may not know that we are operating from that place of needing to be loved, wanted, and validated, but the abuser knows. And like you said, they control and manipulate us in the situation because they see the void and they know what we're lacking. And they pour all of that into us to get us to drop our guards and think they're so loving is so kind and then like all of a sudden like the light bulb just goes off and it changes but but at that point they've already pulled us in mentally and emotionally so then you stay because you've seen the nice part right that the oh he's everything i ever wanted i thought i needed and you're constantly looking for that person because we're saying to ourselves i know he's there right? I know who he is. He was there like that in the beginning. So you stay and you try to fix it. 
and there's nothing you can do to fix it. Right? This is the situation that he's created and designed for it to be just like it is. And he's done it to tons of other women before you, and he's going to do it to tons of women after you, unless he gets the appropriate help. Right? So they already have us there mentally and emotionally, and we stay because we're constantly waiting for it to get better. We're waiting to see that person who we saw in the beginning that was our knight in shining armor. So that's the connection with the young ladies and who's had fathers that's physically or emotionally absent in their lives. This is exactly right. You really exactly you have really precisely lay down the nature of this kind of relationship. You really understand it at the core. We understand both parts. Does not excuse anything, but understanding what's going on is important to make sense of it. Right. And uh, I think the last part I would I would finish with is to precise that you never forget what happened. You learn to reframe it so that it does not hurt with the emotional weight on you. And what you learn to do is to forgive because forgiving is freeing yourself from all the negative emotions that are linked to that memories of the event that happened to you. So that it becomes a memory of something that did happen. All right. No, it was not fun, for sure not. But actually, it becomes a story that does not hurt anymore. And this is when you can notice that the healing has happened. And that you are not looking for outside validation anymore. You have it inside. And then you feel the peace and the harmony. And you can come back to your center. Right? Yes. And you can use what you've learned to help others. That is a big thing of it. That is beautiful. Natasha, so the best and fastest way to get a hold of you, if someone is listening and does not watch and does not read the description where there is all your information and you're (laughs) up to date. So I precise that. So it was, it is, I am coach Natasha and the sh sound of Natasha is S-H. A, yes, N-A-T-A-S-H-A. Exactly. At gmail.com, it's my email address. Exactly, and Instagram as well, I am coach Natasha. Yes, I am also on Instagram um, and you can direct message me for a quicker response. I'll you know, get right back to you. And I would say if there's any woman in the U.S. or any other country who is currently in an abusive relationship and want to get out and don't know how, please message me um, either email or Instagram, and I will do my best to personally locate organizations and resources in your region of the world where you can get out immediately. And that's aside from coaching. That's just me wanting to help women get out of these situations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you are not alone. 
We have no. been there, done that before you. Many, many others are going through the same thing. We are used to that. We are equipped. So yes. talk to people who are equipped and who can help and handle that level of trauma and, and horrific stories. And align you with the right resources. You know, exactly. So you can help immediately. But exactly. you have children for your children as well. And your pets. And, and your pets. because they You take your cats, away. you take your dogs and all the other animals you have, you take them with you. Yes, because they're your source safe. of comfort. They are your source of comfort and they will continue to be. You know, if you have to go to a roaming house, if you have to go to a shelter, your pet is who you know. That's your core foundation. So that's your comfort to help get you through those next steps, right? We all want stability and familiar, familiarity. That's your stability right there, you know? So mm-hmm. it strengthens you to go through the process, whatever that process may be, from you getting from ground zero to getting yourself and your life reestablished again. So exactly. absolutely take your pets. <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> Coach Latasha, thank you so much for our conversation. Thank you for doing that labor of love that you do, of support. And I'm really, really grateful to have you with us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me. And for everyone that's listening, I appreciate you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to this conversation that is so necessary for so many people. So thank you, and thank you to your entire community. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a 